Welcome back to the second episode of The Prospect, where today we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, Cam Newton and his future, my top five Heisman finalists, is there too much hype surrounding Joe Burrow and the 2020 NFL Draft, my top, my top five college football teams, then we're going to take a preview at number three, Ohio State versus number 13, Wisconsin. I thought... Wisconsin got upset last week. Thought they were going to be higher. Still going to be a great game. Going to break that down. And we're going to talk about who's the worst five teams in the NFL right now. So let's let's talk about a lot of great football in the NFL be, being played, but also a lot of horrible football as well. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to start at five and go down to one of the worst teams. So the fifth fifth worst worst team. I had at first was the New York Jets, but I'm like they beat Dallas. They, they they're injured, so I think honestly I've been watching a lot of their games. Usually don't. I think it's the Los Angeles Chargers. They sit at two and five. They they had week one win against the Colts, thirty to twenty four. Then lost thirteen to ten to the Lions. Lost twenty to twenty seven to the Texans. 130 to 10 to the Dolphins. Come on, the Dolphins aren't haven't won a game yet, so really can't look at that. Lost 13 to 20 to the Broncos, and then then lost 17 24 to the Steelers, and then oh my God, last week they dropped the ball again to the Titans, who started Tannehill over uh, Mariota. They lost 20 to 23. I hate to say it, I think they need to move on from Philip Rivers. Mainly because of the fact that there's really no good... There's some good skill players on that team, but it's not enough for them to compete. And if you can't compete, time to move on. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. I think they come in at 5 because they don't have those skill players. They don't have those... Wide receivers. They they drafted Mike Williams in the draft to be like one of their top uh, pit like players. Hasn't really been been decent. Been doing okay. They got Keenan Allen, but he's always injured. Melvin Gordon held out, but you can't always rely on a running back. It's just their defense isn't that good either. That's why they can't come in at five over the Jets because Jets when truly healthy, though they're gonna win some games down the road. Now that uh. They're starting to become healthier and healthier. I think the offense will pick it, pick up more. I think they'll win more games down the road. That's why I don't have them in the top five. Four, the Atlanta Falcons, who sit at one and six. I thought, I didn't think they were going to be the best this year, but I didn't think they were going to be this, this, this bad. Week one, they lost 12 to 28 to the Vikings. Then next week, they won 24-20 to the Eagles. So I was like, hold up, hold up. Maybe they're going to be decent. Maybe, maybe it was just a bad start week one. Then you look at week week three. They had a loss 24-27 to the Colts, who are good. A uh, loss to the Titans, 10-24. to That's sad. But the the worst week was was the next week when they lost thirty two to fifty three to the Texans. How are you in the NFL and you let up 
53 points. That's terrible. Their defense is awful. They need to get better in the secondary. They need help up front on the edge and in the middle, really. Their offense, decent, decent. Their offensive line's kind of young, still learning. Just traded away Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots, so they lost another piece that they liked. That's why they come in at four, because they really need a lot of pieces still. They're not playing good football. They're getting killed. They got killed again last week to the Rams, who had struggled two weeks, their uh, previous two games. They lost 10-37 to to the Rams. Their offense is struggling, even though Matt Ryan did leave with an injury. And their defense is doing even worse. But we got to keep in mind, there's still more teams. The Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, I at first thought I was going to put them at 2. Have them at 3, really, because they're 0-7. But they've been closer in all of their games than the other two that I have ahead of them. So, first week, they lost to the Seahawks, who are really good, 20-21, to only by one point. Seahawks are good. That, that's a good sign. Second week, they, they did get blown out by the 49ers, 17-41. to Not good also. Then you have a loss, close one, 17-21 to the Bills. Then a close loss to the Cardinals, 23-26. to Got blown up by the Steelers, uh, three to twenty-seven. Close to the Ravens, who are also good, finished. Uh, final score was seventeen to twenty-three. And then last week to the Jaguars, they were getting blown out at one point. They kind of wiggled their way back. Seventeen twenty-seven. Bengals, they really don't have that many pieces. Their offensive line, they're always bringing them in and out, bringing them in and out. That's why it's kind of kind of tough to get a gauge on how they'll be. They have to move on from Andy Dalton. If you heard my podcast last week, you know I called him the biggest fraud there is in the NFL because he really is. I think they're not the worst because they're still kind of competing with most of the teams they've played. I think you if, if they get a new QB, some more skill positions, they need help on the defense too. If you do some of that, they'll be better off than the other teams ahead of them. So number two, the Washington Redskins, who are currently 1-6. and six. Yeah, they have one win. Bengals didn't have any, but Bengals are closer than Washington was in some of their games. It's kind of sad. So Washington's first game was a loss to the Eagles, 27-32. to They then lost to the Cowboys, 21-31. to Lost to the Bears, uh... 15 to 31. Got blown out by the Giants. The Giants, they're not that good. 3 to 24. Then they picked up their only win, who's the Miami Dolphins, who don't have a win, when they won by 1 point, 17 16. They then lost last week. It was, it might sound closer than it really was. It was, they didn't score any points, but they only lost by 9, 0 to 9 to the 49ers who are undefeated. Keep in mind, it was downpouring. They really couldn't pass the ball. It was an overall running game. Bad game. So I I looked at that. I was like, eh, the game really, they had to run it. 
not as close as anyone would think. So that means my number one is the Miami Dolphins. The way I looked at this is their scoring differential is horrible. They haven't won a game, and they really have n no stars on their team. They trade them all away, except for Xavier Howard and their new first-round pick, Christian Wilkins, who got tossed this past week for throwing a punch at a player. So their first week, they lost 10-59 to to the Ravens. They got blown out, absolutely smoked. Second week, smoked again. Didn't score any points, 0-43 against the Patriots. Their week after that, they, they go back-to-back, back and they don't get any more points. They lost to the Cowboys, 0-31. to That's awful. Then they play the Chargers, who are in my top five. They're in my top five. And they lose 10 to 30. That's terrible. Then you have them losing by one point to the Redskins, who are also awful. They went for two at the end. Shouldn't have. I don't know why. And then finally, they were up against the Bills last week. Ended up losing 21-31. Really, they have no like skill on that team whatsoever. That's why they come in at my uh, number one. Now let's get into the second topic, which is the Dallas Cowboys. I can't really... I wasn't able to get a gauge on them yet because they they look good against bad teams and then they look terrible against good teams. And then they play the Eagles who are mediocre and they, they whoop them. They absolutely whoop them. So I think I kind of finally got a gauge on Dallas and kind of what they need to do to be to be good against these good teams. I think they will down the stretch, but it's really Dak Prescott. When he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not. He's not a top-tier quarterback like you'll find. But he's always consistent. That's the good thing. If like he'll be consistently good one game or he'll be consistently bad, there's no in between. That's the only bad thing. Amari Cooper looked amazing against. I don't want to say it, but not that good. DBs. He's always good. Michael Gallup, great too. Those two are the only wide receivers that I'm really liking the production out of. I don't see any other wide receiver really contributing to the fact that they need. They need more than just Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper to contribute. So they, other receivers need to pick it up behind them so they can finally actually make a run, maybe to the Super Bowl. Who knows? No one knows. Then you have, they need to get more balanced on offense. Their run-heavy team, teams are starting to find, figure that out. And if they have enough skill to stack the box and stop it, that's going to force Dak to make throws all game. You need a more balanced play call. And then finally, the defense always looking good as always. They're going to pick it up. I think they're going to be really good down the stretch. It's going to be up to the offense, like I said. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, all of them. I think, personally, I think they need a new head coach. Who knows? Kellen Moore? He's a, he's a good offensive coordinator. Who knows? Personally, I think they need a new head coach. Jason Garrett never did it for me. He's kind of more like a, eh, 
they need someone that will actually go in there and get them over the hump to the actual Super Bowl or at least just the finals. They need someone to be brought in to, to help. Then you have Cam Newton, who hasn't even been playing for the Panthers because he's been injured. Kyle Allen hasn't lost a game since play, since starting, really. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. I think, I think personally, he could go down the road of how Andrew Luck did it and just retired. Newton's always been banged up, always injured. I could see him, you know what? I went to a Super Bowl. I, I, I already did everything I wanted to. I'm going to retire. And that could be the end of him. Or you have the option of him coming back fully healthy, letting him play, and helping your team. Maybe. I say this maybe because he's hot or cold. People say, oh, it's because he's injured. Who knows? And then finally, you have the option of trading him. What? Why, why would you trade him? You got Kyle Allen. You drafted Will Greer. Kyle Allen looks good this season. Will Greer looked terrible in preseason. But granted, it was his first uh, NFL game. So you can't really get a gauge on that. And then the teams that would possibly fit. I know... The Broncos drafted Drew Locke. Other te- other uh, people who are follow the draft think, oh, Broncos could still draft a quarterback even though they took Locke in the second round because really they don't think he's just the guy. I don't know. I think they think he's the guy. But what, but what you could do if you really wanted to is you don't think Drew Locke is ready yet. Joe Flacco just isn't it. I'm sorry. You could trade for Cam Newton until Drew Locke is ready. Cam Newton, big, physical, guy like Elway needs. Elway needs to hit on a quarterback soon. He, he'll never lose his job. He's Broncos royalty. He'll never lose it. But what's going to happen is he's never going gonna to keep getting coaches fired because of it. They need to bring in a consistent quarterback that they all want there. Another team to watch out, Dolphins. Maybe they don't get the first pick. Maybe it's the Bengals. Bengals haven't won a game either, so you miss out on the first pick. Tua goes first, and you don't like any of the quarterbacks in the draft. You could you could trade for him. I see the Dolphins possibly trading for him. Although if they don't if they don't help that offensive line, he's just gonna get injured like three games in and not play. So Buccaneers. Who knows? Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians might love him. Bruce Arians might not want to take another rookie quarterback and have to groom him. Get Cam Newton healthy. Boom, you get right into it. You already have a decent, they have a half-decent team. It's really the quarterback play. They need help on the secondary still a little bit, and they need a quarterback. That's what they really need for the Buccaneers. So I could see them not wanting to go the rookie route, and they instead want to trade for someone, that being Cam Newton. Finally, the Titans, Marcus Mariota, also, he's going to be done. Sad, I liked him. He's one of my favorite favorite college players of all time. Sadly, he just couldn't do it for the Titans. They probably will look to either draft a quarterback or or trade for one, which would maybe be Cam Newton. I don't, I don't see it also happening for the Titans. I see the two most probable, either the Broncos or the Buccaneers, I don't see Dolphins just because they're 
he'd get injured like right away there. And the Titans, I think Mike Rabel want to go uh, with a rookie, want to groom one. A lot of potential in them. And then you want, let's transition over to college football. A lot of great, a lot of great teams this year. A lot of great teams. I gave you my top five last week. It's, I think it's going to be a weekly thing for this because some, some movement's been going. So I'm going to, instead, I gave you last week my one to five. I'm going to give you my five to one from now on. So at five, we got movement. They moved down one spot, the Clemson Tigers. Man, I'm just too worried about Trevor Lawrence's interceptions. Weak schedule. Defense had a lot of turnover. I don't I don't know if I if I trust them going forward. I got to see a lot more out of them before I, they can move back up into my top 4. It's it's just tough cuz Trevor Lawrence last year everyone was like, "Oh, might be the best quarterback prospect in the past like 10 years." And then he's been throwing all these interceptions, so who who knows? Who knows? And then so that means at four, Oklahoma jumped Clemson to get to four. Jalen Hurts looks great. Their defense so improved, letting up so fewer yards, so fewer points than last year. They got good wide receiver play from C D Lamb. They got a Great run, running back play, and Jalen Hurts can run the ball. I think they're more of a threat to any team than Clemson is just because of the improvement on defense and the great play on offense. Then you have at three, three, Alabama Crimson Tide. They, like... I, I'm, I've been debating this. I was going to have them at two. But, man, I don't know how to say this. Their defense is just lacking for me. Like, they look good in games, but they really haven't played anyone. It's lacking for me. Like, I think their their secondary would be exposed if there was more than one weapon going up against them. Tua, I think, is kind of overrated, personally. He just throws to open people the whole time because they have three, like, First round picks. They have a great tight end. Like Tua, he got injured too, so he's out. Tua, he just doesn't impress me personally. So I think just because of their wor- my worry for their defense going forward against better teams, and Tua being injured is what moved them down to three. That means number two is going to stay Stay put, Ohio State Buccaneers. Not Buccaneers, I'm sorry, Buckeyes. <laughs> so Justin Fields, he's a great quarterback. He can do it all. He can run, pass. I don't know why George let him go. I love Jake Fromm, but oh, man, looking like a bad choice this year. Looking like an awful choice. But let's not go into that right now. You got J.K. Dobbins. You have maybe one of the best cornerback prospects in a while, in Jeffrey Okada. You get Chase Young on the edge. This team is loaded with talent. I think, personally, going forward, they got Wisconsin coming up this week. You're going to see a... You're going to see a lot... lot, A lot riding on this game. 
because this is going to show us if the Buc Buckeyes are truly good or if or if they just played terrible teams to start. It's going to be the test. Personally, I think going forward, they're going to be good. I think they're going to get into the playoffs, maybe be the two or three seed. I got them as a two. Right now, they're three. I don't know if there's going to be much movement. Man, I don't know. It's going to be hard going forward just because the SEC, like some teams are going to lose, others, eh. So it's going to be a difficult choice. And then at one, still my favorite team in the football realm this year. Not, not just college, but NFL too. It's the LSU Tigers at one. They finally, like I said last week, they finally have an offense. Joe Burrow is going off. He's 273. I'm sorry. He's 173 for, for 218. 79.4 passing average. Like like accuracy. He has almost 2,500 yards. He has 29 touchdowns, only 3 interceptions. And a passer rating of 216.2. And then he has 39 rushes. For 94 yards and two touchdowns. I know he's not really a rushing quarterback, but he can get out of the pocket, move. He scored a couple touchdowns. I think he's the spark they needed. They finally found a quarterback that will help them get to that next step. Defense always superb. They got the best cornerback in the nation, and he's a true freshman. Come on. That's, that's just wild. DBU down there. Their offense picking it up. Going to... I think they're gonna keep cruising. I think they're personally gonna they're gonna beat Alabama when they when they meet them. They're gonna beat Auburn this week. I think LSU might suffer one loss, but I think they ultimately get into the playoffs. But it's gonna it's gonna be a touch and go to see how they do. They really they proved against they they beat number nine Texas and number seven Florida. That's impressive. So it's just gonna be. That's why I have them at one. It's going to be interesting to see how they do going forward. Then you have the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. So let's break this down. My buddy of mine was supposed to be on. He's a Ohio State expert. He couldn't make it. So he gave me a few keys to the game. Shout out Mason. So Ohio State's keys to the game. you got to load the box against Jonathan Taylor. Best running back in the nation. Heisman contender you got to load the box on him. I'm, I'm sorry, because if you let him run free, it's just going to be game over. You have to force Jack Cohn, Cohn, I'm sorry, however you say it, to pet throw. You have to force him to throw. Make those big plays. If you take Taylor out of it and make the quarterback make big plays, might make a few mistakes. Who knows? Second key to the game, they have to have a balanced attack. They they have to utilize both J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields because in, they have to knock out Wisconsin's defense, who before Illinois was like only allowing 6.8 points a game. That's wild. So if Wisconsin's defense brings it, it's going to be tough if, if you want to try playing one-dimensional if you just want to play the passing game or the running game. You have to be balanced. And that's what I think Ohio State's going to do when they come out. They're going to be balanced. They're going to be ready to go. Then you flip over to Wisconsin's side. They have to get not even constant pressure, but just a good amount of pressure on Justin Fields. 
He's still a young quarterback. He's still he hasn't started he didn't start any games his true freshman year, and he's only started the games this year. So if you get pressure on him, he's gonna make mistakes. You can utilize those mistakes. Maybe a fumble, maybe an interception, maybe just bad throws. You have to get pressure on Justin Fields, or it's gonna go poorly. You can't just rely on Jonathan Taylor in the run game. You have to be prepared to to have a passing game. That's because Jonathan Taylor probably going to get taken out of the game by Young and that defensive line. It's just the way the cookie crumbles, so your quarterback has to step up. I think I think he can rise to the occasion. I don't think he has to make deep throws. I think he can make short throws kind of get going, make, make a couple deep plays. I think Taylor will eventually come into play because they're gonna they're eventually going to have to let some, some of him go. They can't load the box every play. So those plays you can maybe rearrange, maybe audible, get them the ball a little bit, but you can't rely on them. And then the last last key for Wisconsin to beat Ohio State is Play smart. Take check downs in small plays rather than force a turnover. Wisconsin, they got to play smart against Ohio State. That's the only way you're going to beat them. You can't play dumb. You can't always take the deep, deep bomb. Oh, interception. You can't let that happen. You have to play smart. So if you have to take a check down or a short pass, maybe only get two, three yards gain, it's better than turning the ball over. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's going to be a closer game than people imagine. Oh, Wisconsin just got upset by Illinois. They aren't that good. Wisconsin's going to come out angry. I think Ohio State still wins this, but I think it's going to be close. I have Ohio State 31, Wisconsin 24. I have Ohio State winning by a touchdown. I think it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be too, too high scoring. I think I think the defenses are going to be eventually winded and let up some more points towards the end of the game. So I think Ohio State's going to hold on here, but I think Wisconsin's going to come out angry after that upset and I think they're going to they're going to bring it to Ohio State. It's going to be interesting to watch and see. And then let's talk about my top 5 Heisman finalists. A lot of good a lot of good players to pick. I'm going to go from 5 to 1. Five, I have Tua, quarterback from Alabama. Really, for some people, he's three right now. I kind of moved him down already because I know he's injured. He's going to miss some games. So I moved him down already just for that because I don't want to move him down in weeks later. So he's been 140. He's uh, completed 145 passes on 194 attempts. He has 74.7 accuracy rating. He has about 2,200 yards. He has 27 touchdowns to two interceptions. His passing rating is 212.4. And then he has 18 rushing attempts for 30 yards and two touchdowns. I really only put the rushing attempts in there because of the touchdowns. So those are good stats. But with him being out, other other players are just going to get better and better for their stats. So it's going to really hurt Tua, but I don't think Tua is going to be too hurt by it. I think he really would rather win a national championship than than win Heisman. That's just my take. Who knows? 
four, you have Jonathan Taylor running back, Wisconsin. Best running back in the nation. On a on 157 attempts, he has 957 yards, 15 touchdowns, and then he has 16 receptions for 138 yards and four touchdowns. He's gonna keep rolling. Ah, uh, he might have a. I think he's gonna have a decent game against Ohio State. It's not gonna be amazing, but then weeks following, he'll probably have some big games again. Rush for over 200 yards like he did beginning of the season. It's gonna be interesting to see how he does going forward against the Big Ten. Then you have three. I know he doesn't have the stats per se, but that's because he's been taken out like second, third quarter. That's Justin Field, quarterback, Ohio State. He ha- He's completed 116 passes on 164 attempts, a 70.7 accuracy rating. He has about 1,500 yards. He has 22 touchdowns, one interception, and a passing rating of 190.2. And then he has 63 attempts on the ground for 291 yards and 8 touchdowns. Now, his passing isn't as high as other players, but you have to also factor in his rushing ability and the numbers. And when I I crunch that together, comparing it, that's how I came to to the point where he's at three. That's where I really felt that the place he could be, mainly because he doesn't have as high as stats, but I think going forward, once he plays better teams, he's going to be playing four full quarters, and his stats will be better. So I think just his playing has just impressed me enough to put him at three. Now two, this was a tough one. It, 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 I kept flip-flopping, but I eventually came to the Joe, Joe Burrow. On 218 attempts, he has 173 completions, an almost 80% accuracy rating, almost 2,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, and a passing rating of 216.2, and he has almost 100 rushing yards and two two touchdowns. It's been really really cool to see him playing games because he doesn't really get that many incompletions. He's smart with the football. That's what I like to see. He has great stats. The only thing as to why I have him at two and not as one at one is the person at one, they have really good passing stats and really good rushing stats. I've talked about this in years prior. If you have if you have maybe like 200 more passing yards, but the other player also has rushing yards. That's what they consider for the Heisman. I talked about this with Kyler Murray. People thought Dwayne Haskins, he had 40 passing touchdowns, should win it. But I hate to break it to you. If they have more rushing than your, than more passing, chances are when you combine them together and look at it all, it's going to be the rushing quarterback that, that takes it home. With that being said, the rushing quarterback that I'm talking about is Oklahoma's quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He's on 158, I'm sorry, 154 pass attempts. He's completed 114. That's a 74% accuracy rating. He has about 2,100 yards passing. He has 20 touchdowns to three interceptions, and his passing rating is 226.1. That's great. That's really good. That's high. And then he has 84 rushing attempts for 705 yards and 10 touchdowns. 
I'm sorry, but Jalen Hurts just takes us over for the main part of his rushing stats. That's why I have Jalen Hurts at one right now. Some people have Joe Burrow. I debated it, but I eventually came to the fact that Jalen Hurts just has overall more stats, better passer rating. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season shapes up. And talking about Joe Burrow, like I already said, he's getting a lot of hype for the NFL draft. Some of it, eh, people are skeptical. Others, oh man, he could be the first pick. Here's what I'm saying. I did hear he he's skyrocketing up draft boards. I do believe that, yes. I do believe that off of his play. Almost 75% accuracy rating. That's real good, real good. I'm sorry, not even 75. I was going to round down, but I'm going to round up to almost 80% accuracy rating. That's what teams want. He's got a strong arm. I don't think he'll be the first pick. With that being said, people, oh, teams are afraid of Tua. If it's the Bengals or the Dolphins, who I, I, I strongly believe one of them will hold the first overall pick, Tua's going to be the first pick. It's plain and simple. But I think Joe Barrow could be the second quarterback taken over Herbert. If not, he's surely going to be the third quarterback taken, and I think surely he will be a top 15 pick. Just because of his stats, his improvement every season has been incredible to watch. So I think just for that sure, surefire fact, he'll he'll be a first-round pick. I think he'll be a top 15 pick when all said and done. I think he could move up even to the top 10. Right now, I'm working on a mock draft. Surprise podcast, so pay attention. Look out for that because it's going to be a surprise podcast for a full first-round mock draft right now. I'm going to give you a sneak peek. I have Joe Burrow to the Chargers at 6. I'm just going to give you that sneak peek right now. So I think that's where he lies. I think there's still a lot more college football, a lot more NFL football to be played. So it's going to be interesting once the seasons get to the towards the end. It's going to start intertwining towards the draft. So it's going to be interesting to see where players fall, what players are going to what players are going to come back, maybe like a Jake Fromm who, who had a bad year, or see what players go, like Tua. Who knows? Tua's leg is injured. He could stay another season. Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. And stay tuned for that surprise podcast.